0: Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I'm here with my sweet friend, Ellie, Miss Texas. um, And she's going to talk to us a little bit about her prep for Miss America. She's like making faces at me right now. (laughs) That's why I'm laughing. Um, She's going to talk to us a little bit about her prep for Miss America and all of the things that she's doing right now. So Ellie, tell us about yourself.
1: Yeah. So hi, my name is Ellie Bro. I am Miss Texas 2023. I am originally from Houston, Texas, but I currently reside in Dallas. I just graduated from the University of North Texas with my bachelor's in marketing. Thank God. Um, (laughs) Yes, not not for that because college is hard. Um, I've been a dancer for over 16, 17 years. Um, I also was a rhythmic gymnast for 10 years. So dancing and flexibility has just kind of been embedded in me since birth. Um, and I love to shop with no money, but I still shop anyway. I mean, I'm broke half the time, but I still go shopping most of the time. (laughs) It's my therapy. I love shopping. It's a therapy of mine. Um, what else? I love tacos and my favorite color is pink.
0: I love it. I love those facts that you used about yourself. (laughs) They were all over the place and I love it. (laughs) Okay. So talk about how you got into pageantry.
1: Yeah, so my freshman year of college, um, I had, I was on an academic scholarship, but it only covered about $4,000 a year, and I, college is expensive. I needed money, and my dad's a police officer, my mom's a teacher, so we're in that middle income class, and I needed scholarship money, and by the time I got to school, all of the scholarships that were available were already given to upperclassmen. And I was a freshman. I was also a dancer. And our stipend as a dancer was $500 a year. So we were only getting $250 a semester. Elizabeth, (laughs) you know that. Um, And so I was broke. They are B-R-O-K-E, broke. And my parents were like, you need to figure out a way to either fund your school, um, not fully, but just to help them out a little bit. And I was like, you know what, like, I'm going to either get a job or this opportunity just kind of landed on my lap. Uh, my coach got an email from one of the directors in the DFW area for the Miss Keller organization, and they said that there was a thousand dollar color scholarship prize if you won. And I was like, "Uh, I will take that. Let me go and compete and see what happens." I competed with my junior, uh, junior high school prom dress, a costume from like ninth grade. And my platform was actually about special needs students um, because my mom's a special needs teacher. And so that was like all swept up together in a matter of weeks, like two or three weeks. I competed and I won. And I thought I was just like, oh, I won a thousand dollars. I won Miss Keller. Now I'm, I'm done. <laughs> now I'm yeah, that's what I thought <laughs> until um, my director was like, no, you're competing for Miss Texas. And I was like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> what is this? But yeah, that's how I got started. I was there for the scholarship money.
0: I love it. I love it. That's awesome. And I guess you kind of already just talked about why you chose the Miss America organization. It's because of the scholarship money. So do you have like a total like off the top of your head for how much scholarship yeah. you've won so far?
1: So this year um, I accumulated over twenty three thousand dollars just this year um and then over my years competing in the Miss America organization i have hit over 30,000 cuz my first year i got $9,000 at competing america is my very first year that's yeah amazing. so i have accumulated over well over 30,000 sco- uh, dollars in scholarships
0: that's crazy that yeah
1: crazy. insane insane if i told you 10 years ago if i would be in this position i would say i was not <laughs>
0: yeah makes sense yeah okay so talk about your favorite phase of competition and then tell us why That's your favorite. Oh,
1: I mean, I kind of have two. One of them is talent. The other one's evening gown. Those are polar. I love that. Yeah, yeah. But the easier one would be evening gown. Fair. (laughs) Um, I just love fashion. I was actually a fashion major before I switched my major after COVID. Um, it's just kind of been a passion of mine. I want to eventually own my own boutique. I love watching New York fashion week, Milan fashion week, Paris fashion week. And I feel like I just channel my inner Tyra Banks when I'm modeling my gown. And it's just a way to show my confidence and who I truly am. So favorite portion, evening gown.
0: Love it. Love it. Okay. And then talk about why you think the judges picked you to represent the state. I'm putting you on the spot here.
1: Ooh, I think the ultimate like icing on the cake was my final five question, um, when I said I was the That's so fire. That's so true. Uh, it kind of
0: related.
1: Yeah, like that was like the icing on the cake. I crazy enough, I do not like stage question. I kind of creeps me out. I've gotten to love it now. Because um, I kind of treat it as like a press conference. But When they asked me, you know, why do you want to be Texas? I was like, I want to unify Texas. I I ultimately want to unify America. I just think that we've been divided on a lot of different things for too long. And we never just have sit down and have a conversation. We've lost that, that touch of communication, that knowledge of communication. We don't have conversations anymore. We kind of just send a text message or send an email. Uh, COVID plays a big role in that. And I just wanted to be that person that advocate to say hey let's have this uncomfortable conversation about whatever it is and let's come to conclusion because without a conversation without communication you really don't have anything to move forward with
0: yeah yeah Uh, and y'all if you haven't if you weren't there at Miss Texas you need to go watch this on pageants live the crowd was like whooping and like pumping their fists (laughs) (laughs) question insane. I it pulled, like, you know, like, oh my goodness I didn't even hear what your question was but I just heard the crown I was like what is going on yes they
1: started cheering and I remember this because when I was crowned I kind of blacked out but my question um everyone got the same question and I realized that after I answered my question then I went off the stage because the girl behind me answered the same question I was like oh we all got the same question but um when I was answering my question they kind of interrupted me answering the question by cheering. So I was talking while <laughs> the crowd was yelling because, I mean, I just, I guess when I said I was a unifier and that we've been vetted for too long, um, it just kind of started an uproar in the audience. And I was You're like, crazy. hey, <laughs> I mean, everyone understands. I think everyone can kind of attest to our country being in a turmoil and how divided we are in so many different things. And so they just kind of went crazy. And I was like, "Wow." <laughs>
0: Like I, it, hey, okay. I, don't, I guess i all like <laughs> <Yeah>. yes <laughs> also i want to know do you remember the song that was playing in your headphones
1: oh uh not john legend it was oh man gravity <laughs> gravity just like random songs because Nicole Wingard said that it was Imagine Dragons. <laughs> I wanted, I was like, gravity, like, what the heck is this? Like, I'm sorry. I'm a very, you know me. I'm a very upbeat person. I need some energy in my ears. And that was just like, I guess a really calming song. Mm-hmm. Um, But I was like, this is so awkward because I've got earphones playing gravity. And like, the crowd is like going loud. And they're like, true <laughs> other girls too. And I'm like... <laughs> I was just wondering if you remembered that. That has yeah, no not I actually remembered that because that is exactly the song that was playing in my head. But yeah.
0: I love it. Okay. What has been the biggest shift from being a local title holder? So you did that for two, three years. Yeah. And then becoming a state title holder. What's been the biggest shift?
1: You know, I have to give a lot of credit to my local director, Michelle. She. I mean, I had her as my first year as Miss Keller. And then I also had her as Miss Tarrant County. And when you have a county title, you really learn the job of Miss Texas. You're traveling to a lot of different cities. Um, and Texas is huge. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that I have learned now to realize how big Texas truly is. Uh, I would drive five out. Like one time I drove five hours down to almost Corpus Christi's, this place called Edna, Texas. Kind of reminds me of like The Incredibles, Edna. <laughs> <laughs> but I drove all the way down there, five hours, um, just to drive all the way back up to catch a flight to drive to, or to catch a flight to fly to Corpus Christi. And that was six hours. Um, I also flew to Lubbock, no, yeah, Lubbock to drive to Amarillo to fly back down to Dallas. That was like nine hours. And I think that is one of the biggest challenges I've faced as Miss Texas is traveling, mm-hmm. because when you're driving constantly, you're flying constantly, there's germs everywhere. You get sick a lot. I mean, I have never gotten so sick in my entire life. October was the worst month of my life. I was sick three times. I had two fever blisters. Um, I wanted to die. But I knew that I had to do a job. Just like any other job, you got to go to work. Mm-hmm. Um There's no, a lot of times you don't have paid time off, you know, you get some paid time off, but you want to use that for vacation. And so that's been like one of the hardest things from like a local to a state is that this is your job. When you're a local title holder, you know, I was still in school, I was still on the dance team. I still somewhat had a job. And now I'm like, no, this is my job. So I have to go to work. I have to perform. I have to be there for these people. Otherwise, I'm not going to get paid. And I'm going to put a bad image on the text organization. So it's hard, but it's doable.
0: <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love it. Doable. That's great. Doable. Okay. So talk about your CSI. So it was, whenever you started out, it was special needs, which is your mom's, yes. but now it's cops in the community, which is your dad's job, which is kind of funny. You've done work with both of them. So talk about cops in the community and what you've been doing this year. Yeah, so I started
1: with my mom, special needs. I wanted um, special needs kids to feel comfortable and confident in their own skin. Um, And then unfortunately, we went into 2020, the COVID year, disgusting. Um, And then we also had the George Floyd incident that had occurred. And that is what spurred my platform. I was divided as a person. I was a member of the minority community, but also a daughter of a police officer And I had trouble really trying to figure out how to feel about the situation, about the people rioting, about the police officers working 365 days. But I was also mad um, at this officer who committed this crime. And I was divided as a person. And so I could only imagine how our country was feeling. We were definitely divided. And I had to come to terms as a person like to bring myself together. And I was like, "Whoa! if I'm bringing myself together, you know, our country needs to be put back together. We're falling apart. And that is what caused my platform to come about cops in the community where I was trying to bridge the gap between police officers in their communities, um, starting with a conversation, starting with an uncomfortable conversation or just a generic conversation. And, It's just kind of blossomed into this amazing platform that has now become a passion of mine. I work with a nonprofit called Patrol Stories, and it's kind of like Paw Patrol, but not really. (laughs) We uh, go out. It's two officers and me. We go out to elementary schools all across Texas. Um, We've also gotten requests now to go outside of Texas, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, California, Georgia. So we're trying to figure out, yeah, how to get to these states with this $40,000 production. But... Um, We go to schools and we talk about public safety. We talk about um, the value in your in yourself. We also talk about gun control um, and gun safety because our students now need to realize what a gun is and what to do if you, you see one, unfortunately. Um, and it's just an amazing experience for students to see police officers in a good light. It humanizes their badges. It makes them the hero that they truly are, it truly showcases them as a person, not just as a police officer, because police officers have lives outside of their job, just like any other career. And that is the message that I want to share, not as just Miss Texas, but as Miss America. I want to share that message of the value in every person, no matter their uniform or career. They still, yeah. everyone has value no matter
0: what. I love that. I love it. It's yeah. so- I mean, obviously, it seems like so simple. Like, obviously, they have lives outside of their jobs. But yeah. I think a lot of times, like, we subconsciously don't realize that we're kind of putting them in a box and saying they're just simply police officers. When really, they're Ellie's dad. You know, whoever yeah. you know, like, they're they're a whole human. <laughs> yes, a whole and that's what people <laughs> feelings realize. I'm like, these people
1: are humans. They have families. They're risking their lives for someone they don't know for strangers, <laughs> and it's just like. People don't realize that until they're in a predicament where they need to call 911. And it shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't have to call 911 to have value for mm-hmm. anyone, for a doctor, for a firefighter, for a teacher, for a grocery store clerk, for a drug, like for anyone, you know? Like you shouldn't have to have to call them to realize, oh, they actually bring value to my life. Like it should just be a
0: common knowledge. Yeah. So. I love that. I've been I've been loving watching your patrol stories post. I'm yes. like I'm enjoying. That looks so fun. It's it
1: looks no, like I cannot. It's a big party, and it's oh my god, it's so much energy because these kids are like from four years old to I think what eleven. They're in fifth grade by that a nine, 10, 11. and hopefully you know, hopefully when we get to Mississippi, I can start traveling a little more. But the goal is to you know, get this program out to every state in America um to help one student at a time and spread that message because once you you know hit one person it just grows and grows and grows. And uh that is the goal. So hopefully we will head to your state soon, Elizabeth.
0: Well up. Well and I also like in Mississippi, I've noticed that we have um a lot of our title holders will do um, they, they do obviously like their school program, but then the Miss Mississippi will also do, it's called Tar Wars. So it's like anti-tobacco, anti-smoking. So maybe that's something that you could like continue, like for future Miss Texas, like Miss Texas, just like, as like in the future could adopt patrol stories on top of their school program. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking. Yes.
1: (laughs) I, whether I won or not, if I won Miss Texas or not, I was going to be working with Patrol stories. Regardless. I love it. It like they welcomed me in with open arms and I was like, you know what, if this is the lowest paid job I will ever get, it doesn't matter because I'm truly making a difference. I'm hugging kids every day. I, I don't need anything else like this is fulfilling my life. And it's it's just been amazing. Hopefully, the goal is to really get patrol stories to the Disney stage or like the Nickelodeon stage because be so it truly cool. is a kid you know it's a kid engagement party and so when you think about that you think about Disney, Nickelodeon, Universal like pushing it out to that kind of mm-hmm. audience that's the goal that's the real goal.
0: <laughs> I love it I, I mean I think it's perfect just from what I've seen I mean what do I know? Yeah.
1: but there's <laughs> <laughs> um, still work to be done but no it, it's, it's really good it's a really good program so
0: I love it Okay, so talk about what your prep for Miss America has looked like. What shocked you? Was it what you expected? Go through all the details.
1: Yeah, so I think a lot of my prep has been being out in the community because I, I think the best prep for any job is to actually be doing the job. Fair. I started that prep as a local title holder. I wanted to do the job of Miss Texas. I wanted to be pushed to my limits as a local title holder to prep me for when I stepped into the role of Miss Texas. And that's literally what I've done. Um, I've prepped myself by traveling the entire state of Texas. If you pick up Texas and you take it to like the Midwest, it's like 20 states. So I truly have been doing the job of Miss America. I've been traveling uh, nonstop appearances every other day, um, but also doing a lot of interview prep. That alone, I feel like doing the job is more important than doing any other type of prep because it really is prepping you for the job. You know, if you're traveling, you're talking to students, you're creating that connection, you're advocating for the Miss America brand that is ultimately the best prep you can ever do. And so that is what I've been doing. It's been tiring. Um, You know, obviously I practice my dance. That's just like any other dancer (laughs) It's the same thing. Um And then what else? Oh, fitness. I did a lot of fitness this year, um, surprisingly, because I wasn't dancing full time. But I learned that I'm not a fitness girl. Um, I yeah, it's it's a love hate relationship with the fitness vibe. I try to do as much cardio as I can. Um, but I mean, you're moving. You're moving and shaking every day, and so it's hard to really get in the gym every single day, Monday through Saturday. Your off day is of Sunday, um, and then also the dieting that goes along with the workouts. It's hard. It's 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 just hard. And I've also gotten a lot of food bugs this year, and so I've been kind of pushing away from a lot of different foods, uh, and it's it's just been hard. But it's been well worth it. It's been prepping me for the job, the dream of the job of my dreams. So hopefully, when I get there, it will be coming true. We'll see.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it, and I love what you talk about with you know, like doing the job is the best prep, even though it's not technically like, yeah, typical prep for the phases. I, I kind of think it is, and I don't it know. I, I like. I didn't do any school programs last year because I'm, you know, I had like life things happening but this year I've started doing a ton of school programs and just like the confidence that I have as a title holder now just like having that experience and understanding what goes into a school program um like reminding myself that like I'm I am good with kids and I can talk to them because you know that's always like that's that's a big part of the job it is um is like half of it and I think just like it it transforms how you go into your interview which I mean, that's half of interview is just being confident.
1: So. Literally half of interview. And it gives you all those stories to tell. Like you have so much knowledge and information and just everything to bring into interview by doing the job. You know, you have all of those stories to tell. I, some, I have all these people that tell me like, oh, interview is like the best part. And, you know, it's the best portion. And it's always good to be a storyteller when you're an interview you want to tell these stories of what you've been doing tell the story of how you've already been doing the job because why would you hire someone who's already been doing the job that that just makes the most sense in my head and while interview and dance prep and evening gown prep and all that is great I'm not really doing the job (laughs) I just you know what I mean like you're learning those skills to do the job but if you're already doing the job then you know what I mean it kind of doesn't it, it, it's great to prep, but it's also great to actually be doing the job already. That's yeah. the most thing in my eyes. hundred percent.
0: I think so too. I feel like it should be like 75, 25, like 75% 75. going into school, yeah. 25% yeah. filling in the blank.
1: <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Because when you're going into schools, especially as Miss Texas, that's majority of what you do. You go into schools and you do your program. And on top of that, now I have patrol stories. So I'm always in a school. It's, been prepping me more than anything to go out into the Miss America organization and say, Hey, you know, I've, I've traveled, I've done my due diligence. I've gone to schools. I've gotten sick three times and still gone to school. I've gone on steroid shots. I'm like, I've done everything. So it definitely does help you when you do the job. hundred percent.
0: And it makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So our final question, if you could give one piece of advice to a first year title holder, what would it be?
1: oh, that's hard, you know? It's going to sound cliche, but just to really just do it, believe in yourself, believe in yourself and take that leap of faith. Had I not said yes to the Miss Keller organization, I would not be here. Had I not said yes to my dance coach, she was the one who told me to do it. I would not be here. Um, I give a lot of credit to my dance coach because she was the one who checked her email to see this organization who's giving out a thousand dollars in scholarships. There's a lot of power in the word yes. And so when you just take that leap of faith and allow yourself to be uncomfortable, to t- do something that is not in your comfort zone, you really can grow. And people say, you know, you're when you're uncomfortable that you're allowing yourself to when you're comfortable you're just kind of stagnant there's no room to be in the organization or a current title allow yourself to grow in the organization and just flourish into someone who you never thought could be possible
0: I love that I love that well thank you so much Ellie for coming on I know you have like a crazy busy schedule so I so appreciate you sitting down with me and chatting (laughs) Um, I'm relaxed now.
1: I'm like America's in a week, so
0: just like nothing really you could do at this point. So. Well, I'm not prepared now. I'm not going to be prepared. Ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I will be cheering you on, you and Natalie both, um, and watching you guys. Yeah. I'm literally going to a watch party, so we'll be we'll be rooting for you here in Texas and in Mississippi. So, go <laughs> kill it! And thank you so much for being on today. And I will see the rest of you guys in our next episode. Bye, y'all.